I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Well, we're back. We're back. I mean, it, it's funny saying that because it doesn't really feel like we've been gone for folks because we've still been putting episodes out. But people don't know this. We took a little vacation. Um, I went down to California to a music festival with my partner and then to Montreal for a little uh, little bop around. And then uh, you, my friend, were all over Europe. It was all over the fucking place. Brian currently still on vacation in Antarctica. <laughs> Vacation in Antarctica. <laughs> Dude's fucking straight up Steve Zizuing it Dude. on a on yeah. a ship. Yeah. Prestige worldwide. Yeah. Um uh but uh we're back in town, so we're gonna sit down, do a little feel good Friday. For the folks who haven't noticed over the last like a uh, week or so, we've been doing we've been putting up throwback episodes. We hope you enjoy those episodes from a bygone era. Um very fun to get those up there and and hear your episodes that uh you know were like highlights of our yeah our past couple of years doing this that that was the episode well as we record this today on a wednesday we 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 released an episode with caitlin dowdy which i yeah which i when i went to do the social post for that i was like oh shit that was such a great so good conversation isn't she the best and she's the best and then to, to to and then knowing that she was on duncan trussell's podcast i know and then also was a part of one of the episodes of Midnight Gospel. I know. Is like I know. I'm like, oh, we're just we're like one degree from Midnight Gospel, dude. If Trussell himself would ever grace his sweet, sweet face dude. on this podcast, he one is day. one of the I most want, endearing. I want him people. to be my dad. Yeah, I love my dad, but I want <laughs> Duncan to be my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, like a temporary <laughs> dad swap. Um, speaking of uh, fun posts and things to check out. Um, do you listeners follow at CBC podcasts on social media? Well, you should, it's a great place to find out more stuff and info about all of the other amazing podcasts on the CBC family. Uh, lots of great stuff that they're putting up every, every, uh, every week. So, uh, go follow at CBC podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like uh, this is, this is unprompted. Like, obviously that was, you know, that was prompted. <laughs> But like unprompted. Did I make it sound? No, I, I mean, I mean, you didn't. You did it pretty good. You did pretty good at making it sound like that was really from the heart. That came right off the top of the dome, dude. But totally unprompted. <laughs> CBC does make some pretty amazing podcasts, and like they really do. And you know, we do our own thing here, and we're we self produce, and we do all that stuff. But CBC, when they they've got people that know what they're doing. When they like pour into a podcast <laughs> that's like needs like research and needs facts, which and, this podcast. Ain't don't that. don't <laughs> do that. Uh, they you know they they get they like 
there's CBC is a is a is a big news journalism machine. Yeah. And they get to pour those resources into some pretty yeah. nuts stuff. Yo, yeah. 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 Um, uh, so go check them out. Uh, listen, I got lots of stuff to get through here. But before we do, Tay, A, how was Europe? Europe was, uh, by all accounts, amazing. Um, oh, top highlights. So the France. Yeah. Totally could move there. Cool. Uh, Dolomite Mountains in Italy. Coolest place I've ever been. Dolomite? Uh, the Dolomites. Dolomite. The Dolomite. Really cool mountain range. It's like a region in the Italian Alps. It is, I mean, the photos will blow your mind, but well, being there is fucking crazy. You sent me a couple photos, and every time you did, I, I was convinced that it was just something made on mid-journey by like an AI art. That photo? It really that, looked like that. That photo of like the green lawn yes, and the mountains yeah. in the background, like... I so I was riding one morning and I went over this mountain pass and then I descended, which was fucking incredible. Went down this just fucking zipping down this mountain. And when I got to the bottom, the light at the bottom of this mountain, this morning light, was just it pouring would, onto this yeah. little town that's just built into it, the side of this it mountain. It was the sound of music. It really yes. Yeah. Um without but, Hitler. <laughs> Wait, is Hitler in the Sound of Music? Uh, no, but it's like a not. It's like it's a. Around, it's like yeah, a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's something to do. I haven't seen the Sound of Music since I was a kid, but there's something to do with their their they're hiding from the Nazis. There's something to do with the Nazis. It takes yeah. place during World War II. I don't like musicals, so I wouldn't know. Um, hey, uh, but I heard while you're away, you got COVID. Got COVID. The whole fam got COVID. Um, you, and- Kyla, and Zaya. How? What? Like, a COVID sucks, but B. How bad does COVID suck while touring Europe? Well, I mean, we weren't, well, luckily it was super, super mild. Like, okay. uh, Zaya. So in hindsight, like once we knew that we had it, what, like, before we were like sick, like really no, like noticeably sick in hindsight, I was like, Oh, I had a sore throat on this day or I had like the beginnings yeah. of a sore throat on one day. And then I think it was a day a day or two after that, Zaya got a fever, mm-hmm. and first time she's had a fever, so we were like, "Oh shit!" And uh, that was only like a half a day thing, and she was, other than the fever, she really didn't show any signs, and um, and it was just like it was a couple days of being, of like feeling kind of shitty, yeah, and that was really it, and yeah. and a lot of phlegm, yeah. Well, you got those antibodies, so that's good, uh, and uh, I will just say, you know, I was I was at a music festival. In California, surrounded by tons and tons of people, um, I went to a very, uh, very fun concert in Montreal. Very small, enclosed space with tons and tons of people, and uh, I thought for sure, you know what, probably gonna catch some COVID, and I didn't. And you know why I think I didn't? Because I was boosted, and so you know, you got your vaccines, got and, the vaccines, and you had it also not that long ago. It. So, uh, so I think it just goes to show those vaccines are doing their part. And, uh, you know, if, if boosters are available in your, uh, town and you, you haven't gotten that bivalent or whatever it's called, uh, go out and get it, get boosted. It works. It works. It keeps you safe. You know, flu shot season is here. Uh, and if anybody's hanging around with me, I, I implore them to get their flu shots. So be a good citizen, get your booster, get your flu shot. Be cool. You know, I, I read this article in... I think it was either the Atlantic or the New Yorker. I think it was the Atlantic. And it was, it was a really interesting and thoughtful piece about, um, it was like, it was like, Hey, vaccines, they do their thing. They're, you know, they're, they're 
obviously incredibly important, um, especially for certain populations of people where, you know, like COVID is, can, can, Fuck it, yeah. there's, a, there's an outsized chance of it being really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it sort of went like, you know, now let's like put that there on the table that those are necessary and, and they play a really big part in, in curbing COVID and, and the nasty outcomes that, that it can have. But then it went on to going, now let's look at like all of these, these like, all of these things that we could think about as a society to implement that sort like sort of in the same vein as the accessibility talks that we have, like mm. when you do this one thing because it might help somebody who's in a wheelchair, it, it ends up, it ends up yeah. having this, uh, this other yeah. effect for every, like, a benefit for everybody. And it was sort of in that, in that vein. And I read it like a week and a half ago. I can't really remember some of the details, but it was, it made this, it drew this parallel with, um, with cholera where it was like mm. cholera. We can't just say you need, you just need this medication to, for, to, to not get cholera. Like along with that, we have infrastructure to provide, to, to like sanitize yeah. and, and, and um, washing filter hands. water and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it went on to talk about like public infrastructure for like air filtration and yeah. like all of these things that are sort of like umbrellaed over top of how we can curb the effects of COVID um, and lessen it in all of these ways that you wouldn't really think of, but are outside of the scope of like, you got COVID get your vaccine or here's yeah. your pill or whatever. And it was really, it was really interesting. I should, I should dig it up and we yeah. should talk about it. It was, it was cool. Have you noticed like, <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day, I took a shit and then, uh, cool. got up. Yeah. Got up and then, uh, went and washed my hands and like put soap in my hands, but did the quick, like soap wash rinse mm-hmm. in like three seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. remember when like COVID busted out, and we were washing our hands as though we just dipped our hands in like a vat of capsaicin. Yeah. Yeah. My, my hands are, I had just, I just, I didn't, I lost all the skin on my hands. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking after I took that shit, I was like, oh, I kind of forgot to wash my hands good. Mm. You know, like that, that's sort of just like out the window. So there's another reminder wash your hands well. Wash your, <laughs> wash wash your hands, hands good. And wash your ass with a bidet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, which brings us to uh, today's first sponsor, Tushy. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's uh, this. Uh, tell me, do you think this sounds fun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shanghai's Disney Resort <laughs> closes abruptly over COVID with visitors oh, stuck inside. Oh, my God. I read about this. This is, dude, this is so, you know, when I saw it. When I mean, I, if you're going to get stuck anywhere, let it be Disney. Yeah, but they ain't letting, they're not keeping the fun park open. Well, so here, here was my thought on this. I'll get to the article, but well, let's get to the article and then, and then we'll, we'll talk, <laughs> okay. then we'll like hypothesize how it could have been fun. So Shanghai's Disney Resort abruptly suspended operations on Monday to comply with COVID-19 prevention measures with all visitors at the time of the announcement directed to stay in the park until they return a negative test for the virus. The resort said at 11.39 a.m. local time, it would immediately shut the main theme park and surrounding areas, including its shop streets, uh, until further notice to comply with the vi- with, with virus curbs. Uh, the Shanghai government said on its official web WeChat account, the park was barring people from entering or exiting and that all visitors inside the site would need to wait await the results of their test before they could leave. They had to take 
three tests. You had to test three times negative over a certain amount of time. So anyone who had visited the park since October 27th would need to test the COVID three times, uh, they said. The theme park continued to operate rides for visitors stuck in the park during the closure on Monday, social media users reported. See, now, okay. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> They're like, well, you're here. But that's it. So- get on the roller coaster. I mean, you can't catch COVID on a roller coaster. You're going way too fast, dude. <laughs> it's like, so, so China has this, has this <laughs> zero COVID policy, which like by all accounts is, is insane. It's not, it's, it ain't working. They closed the, that whole thing, that whole thing that arose from one case. So there was one case and then they, then they, then they told everybody in the park, which I'm assuming numbered in the several thousands. Uh, the park was also closer to his November last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- like, dude, th- like tens of thousands. Like yeah. in, in November, they closed it the same way with more than 30,000 visitors stuck inside. And so I, I'm not arguing. I think that, okay, I think obviously if you're going to be fucking stuck in a theme park, God damn it, let them use the rides. But yeah. does it not, does that not just run completely against the whole idea of curbing it if if their idea is we need to get nobody getting covid yeah and they shut it down for one case and then they're like but everybody just keep doing what you're doing like yeah video video is circulating on china's weibo platform on monday showed people rushing to the park's gates which were already locked very 28 days later i guess 28 weeks later uh reuters Reuters was not able to verify the authenticity of the videos uh, and the Shanghai Disney Resort did not respond when asked about how many visitors were inside. (laughs) Local authorities across China have continued to impose abrupt and extreme measures to cut any possibility of virus transmission once cases arise in line with the country's ultra strict zero tolerance approach towards COVID-19. I heard Um, I read an article this morning that said, um, I mean, the the zero co- the zero covid thing has socially has been horrific oh, yeah. for for china oh my god yeah and and it, i mean it's been horrific for everything basically like a lot of i don't and i don't i'm not going to bring this here we're not going to go into finance but i'm but everybody oh, I mean, infl- in, inflation is on inflation is on everybody's fucking it's everywhere everybody looks is talk about inflation and a, a lot not not all or by any means but a but a a big portion because China is such a fucking force in exporting goods mm. like zero COVID has played a huge role in shit just being more expensive because right. that shit gets all fucked up when towns and whole cities get shut down and they can't do their thing. Yeah. And That's uh, what the finance finance minister said that yesterday in a briefing. He said, shit's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's how he put it. Yeah. Like kind of just how it, I did. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that, but it's but it's fuck it's it it fucks everything up. Yeah, and I read oh, that's where I was going. The, the, I read an article this morning that said that China, the whole idea, or the 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 commentary up until now has been China's can't go back now. They can't go back on zero COVID. Yeah, because if they go back, then it will be like them admitting that it didn't really ever work. Yeah, which for for a country that is trying to control the social narrative of their government so tightly that they can't do that. But I read an article this morning that said that they were considering abandoning zero COVID, which was like kind of a shock through the global um, economy. So here's my thought. They said the rides were still going, which is 
pretty sweet, um, if yeah. you ask me. But let's say they'd be didn't. sweet if like 500 people were left in there. Oh my then, God, the lineups would be amazing. You could just there wouldn't be. Yeah, it'd be like to have your pick of the yeah. litter. Um, but if they, did, if they did close them down, I know for sure if I was there and I'm like, well, you've, you've locked me in this fucking playground, I can't go anywhere. I'd, I'd rally, rally the troops and be like, listen. Like an insurrection? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, listen, we, we, we're going to get these rides going. Yeah, just Jan 6. That. We just got to figure out the power supply situation in this place, which mm-hmm. probably isn't that hard. And then right. it most certainly wouldn't be hard to overpower whatever fucking 16-year-old snot-nosed shithead mm-hmm. is like guarding that power supply. Mm-hmm. Knock him out, right? Get the power going. And then free reign rides fucking all day. Yeah, this sounds like a like an eighties movie, dude. Like it's it would be movie. Th- that would be the best movie. Yeah, locked in a theme park, the like the you know w- like the evil Walt Disney has shut the power down, and then <laughs> yeah. all the kids are like fuck. evil anti-Semitic <laughs> Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like fuck that guy. Let's get the power going, and then turn this. Turn this fucking place into our own. But then it becomes like Lord of the Flies and they end up killing all the staff. And Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would, uh, I know that in Disneyland in Florida, they've got lots of alligators. So I'd be like, I'd be like. <laughs> release the gators. Yeah, release the gators. Like, <laughs> dude, there's so much fun you could have in that movie. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Uh, speaking of movies, have you ever seen, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. What's that movie about? Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Uh, Freddy Krueger is the villain and he lives in the dreams of the, of the, of the characters. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp. Yes. Johnny Depp. And is there anybody else notable, like current, like still notable in that movie? Uh, Johnny Depp is like super young and he's in a small part, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's like kind of a. I think I've only actually watched that movie once with he you, gets and, with you and uh, Rich yeah. like last Halloween, yeah. maybe. So, uh, so this has nothing to do with that. But okay. scientists have manipulated people's nightmares to turn them into non nightmares, just regular dreams. <laughs> Turns your bad feelings into good feelings. <laughs> I thought this was really cool. So many people have nightmares. Um, dude, I've been having crazy dreams lately. Yeah. Interesting. And they're all <laughs> amazing. Like I'm having the best dreams of my life. When you have when you have vivid dreams, do you so vivid? Do you find that do you feel rested? Or do you feel like you I always feel rested. I have I have severe sleep apnea and somehow I always feel rested. There's something wrong with me. Um, but my dreams have been amazing. Like all I, I I'm waking up in the middle of the night like this. Oh, oh. like the other day. The Bring other night, me back. The other yes, it's like exactly like that. I had a dream the other night that Bjork wrote me a song and sang it to me, and I was crying in joy. And I woke up bawling, nice. and Kira was convinced I was Dude, having that's a nightmare. Really nuts. It was really crazy. 
And then last night I had this crazy, amazing dream and I was at this like spa and they were doing this like new uh, treatment that they've never done before where they like, anyway, whatever. Did blow, dr- blow you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It was a masseuse. <laughs> oh, I was just at the parlor. <laughs> but yeah, my dreams have been amazing. I haven't had many nightmares, but many people do. And although they differ from person to person, nightmares usually involve images and thoughts of aggression, interpersonal conflict, failure, and other emotions like fear, anger, and sadness. Do you have any nightmares that you like have like had or like maybe not recurring, but like similar themed nightmares? The only thing that I can, the only thing that I can think of is a recurring and, and by recurring, I mean, I have this dream maybe a couple times a year yeah. where I find myself like the, the nightmare starts with me on a prison bus en route to prison. And I, and I, and Michael Myers is sitting behind you. No, it's really and then he just... makes the bus flip. <laughs> and I, Dr. Loomis is like, Rum! well, the, the bus does. The bus does end up crashing. Oh, yeah. But I I've but seen this movie. I, I, I have this like really, really visceral feeling of like, oh, my God, I'm going to prison. Oh, the dude, that's a bad dream. And you find and it's and because the dream starts there, I'm in complete and utter confusion. Do you know why you're going to jail? No. And I just go, I go and, and I have that. You know, I mean, I'm sure we've all done this where you or done this, done something where you do it and then you have this realization where you go, oh, my God, what have I done? I can't believe I, I can't believe I did that. And it could range from something like pretty minor, but maybe affect somebody in your life or whatever. And it just it kind of rocks your world like you're not like you can't you can't believe that you did that or why you did that. And it's it's that feeling cranked up to 12 of me being on this prison bus and being launched into this, into this feeling of, holy shit, I f- was living my totally normal life, yeah. and now I'm on a bus to prison forever. And then the bus crashes in some way or goes off a cliff, and, and, and then I wake up, and I... And but you died in the dream. And it's so, so... When I wake up, I go... Holy fuck, Relief. I can't believe yeah. I'm so happy that I'm here in my bed. I've been going down this weird rabbit hole on YouTube lately where I'm watching um, the reactions of murderers after they receive their life sentence. And like you can, real reactions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in court videos of oh. people getting a life sentence and then their reactions. Heavy. Yeah. <clears throat> you can see that feeling. I mean, they if they did, if they did it, then... Then, you know, yeah, what, they whatever. they're they're all pretty. Uh, they all did it. <laughs> <laughs> they done it. They did it uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, so Yo, anyway, what do you think about the Dahmer thing? The whole like the show. The show? No, not the show. I mean, I know that you love the show. I wouldn't. Say, I would love. Is, I wouldn't say I loved it. Well, you said it, I thought. I, th- I thought you said that it was like it was pretty fucking good. It's hard to watch. But like, what do you think about the whole like? Um, the like backlash against this, like, I, I mean, I get it. I, I, I do, I do get it to a degree, but also I'm one of the people that have like the morbid curiosity of it. So like, totally like I get, I totally understand, dude, if Dahmer fucking killed and ate my brother and then I have to, I have to like, (laughs) I have to be 
inundated like 20 years later with just Dahmer shit and yeah. being reminded, of course I'd be sad. I think the thing that I find weird about it is that we've just, we've done that so much with like every serial killer that I'm like, is this the, why is this the, if, if that's how people feel, which is totally fine. Well, no, I think, why the thing, I think the thing with the Dahmer thing is now? that it, it, it's like that show, uh, that show blew up more than any other fucking show has surrounding a particular serial killer in years. Like, mm-hmm. dude, when was the last time you heard about a show? Mindhunter was pretty big. Yeah, but, but, Mind, not, not, but Mindhunter not. was like covering a was covering serial killers in general. Yeah, you know there there wasn't like it wasn't like when Mindhunter came out that we were just constantly hearing like the BTK killer, the BTK killer, the BT. It was it was more broad in general. Whereas this is like it, dude, it was called Dahmer. Evan Peters was plastered everywhere. That face with the contacts, like all of it. It was just like, it was everywhere. Is Evan Peters the actor? Yeah, yeah. And he's, dude, he's amazing. He does such a good job. But I get it. I get it, but also I'm, I saw somebody, I want to watch it. I saw somebody make a joke that was like, uh, I think it was eBay. It was either eBay or Amazon, maybe both. They like took the, they took the costume down. Like you couldn't buy the costume for Halloween on eBay or something. And it was like, dude, what's the costume? Just a fucking like, I know. like that was acid wash jeans and a button down, like beige shirt that, with, that, with, that, with like pedo glasses. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like, it was like, oh yeah, you're not going to, you're definitely not going to be able to be Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween anymore. Cause it's really hard to get a blonde wig and fucking yeah. glasses. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of silly. Uh, well, anyway, nightmares, if they become frequent enough, cause obvious significant emotional distress. And uh, people can actually be diagnosed with nightmare disorder or ND. So individuals like, with... Like, is that when they have them like really... Yes, regularly? like if you're having them all the time and it's fucking up your day, you're going to get diagnosed mm-hmm. with ND. Now, individuals with ND often have dreams with strong negative emotions occurring during REM sleep, rapid eye movement. Typically, the disorder is treated by imaginary rehearsal therapy, a cognitive treatment where patients are asked to recall the nightmare. (laughs) I love this. Recall the nightmare and change the negative storyline so that it has a more positive ending. (laughs) Right. So so your dream of of like in the prison bus driving to the prison and careening off a cliff and you dying, (laughs) you you think about that dream, but the bus pulls over. The bus driver gets up, turns around, unlocks the the gate between you and the and the front of the bus, and he comes over and he whispers to you and says, "Hey, I know you didn't do it. I think you're a good boy." And he unlocks your your shackles and he goes, "Get off here, okay? Run up into those woods. I have a cabin. In that cabin, I've stocked it with food. That's just the beginning of another nightmare and lots of porn, <laughs> lots and lots of porn, porn, so much porn." <laughs> And you can live there. You can live there with all the porn you want. And then it turns into a sexy dream. <laughs> with right? porn? Yeah. I don't dream of jer- jerking off to porn. You don't? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> hold on. My dream, okay. my sexy okay. dreams have real people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. But when you are jerking off to porn, don't you feel happy? I guess, yeah. Yeah. So now imagine <laughs> if you had all the porn in the world, right? And, and that porn was given to you by a kind stranger. <laughs> That's a nice dream. No, no, the, the, the proper, the proper <laughs> reframing of this dream is for him to come over and go. And he comes over and, and he go, goes. He and comes go, over the, and he goes. He goes. Hey, I think you're a good boy, and they know that you didn't do it. He unlocks your shackles and he pulls your dick out and sucks you off. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what I was thinking. Okay. No, <laughs> he comes over and goes, the judicial <laughs> system has unanimously recognized that you didn't do it and you are free from no, all but, wrongdoing. But dude, this doesn't help because, because, and here's why, because your name is already tarnished. You cannot come back to life. Everybody thinks you're fucking whatever you did. I'm as, I know it's not murder. What do you think? I don't want to say What do you it. think I, I did? I don't want to say it. I really don't think we should say it. On, on it's three, the worst it. thing that you could ever do. Okay, say it on th- th- on three. Say okay. Okay, I won't three. say it into the mic because if I do, then um, CBC might cancel. Because this is what you think I would have done. No, this is what I know you did in the dream. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Oh God, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, you did that. No, I so, didn't. Yeah, you did it. Dude, it's a nightmare. You did that. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And? Yeah, and, and? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, you did that. So, uh, so anyway. Anyway, so so this is this is what imagine <laughs> imagery rehearsal therapy is. So, <laughs> okay, so, so, so uh, and then, so then you rehearse the new scenario throughout the day. So you're walking throughout the day and you're thinking, all right, the guy came back and he blew me and, uh, and he gave me lots of porn up in a creepy cabin in the woods. Um, but as demonstrated in a study published on Thursday in Current Biology, there may be a new way to treat the disorder or at least an enhanced, uh, in, at least enhanced current treatments. So according to the paper, uh, there is an inherent relationship between the emotional experiences in dreams and an individual's well-being. Quote, based on this observation, we had the idea that we could help people by manipulating emotions in their dreams. Uh, Lampros uh, Perogambros. Dude, the guy's name is Lampros Perogambros. He's Greek. And he's not an evil character in a Harry Potter book. Uh, he's a psychiatrist at a sleep laboratory in uh, of the Geneva University Hospitals um, and the University of Geneva. Uh, he said in a press release, in this study, we show that we can reduce the number of emotionally very strong and very negative dreams in patients suffering from nightmares. So the study was co- uh, conducted by Perogambros and his fellow researchers in Geneva over a two-week period. They utilized the samples of 36 patients that were officially diagnosed with ND through an initial assessment. At the beginning of the study, all of the individuals were treated with normal IRT. However, half the group, half of the group received another treatment known as um, treatment memory reactivation, TMR. At the end of that first IRT session, these patients were exposed to a sound when they were rehearsing the new positive dream scenario in an effort to pair the two things together. So think of like Pavlov's dog, like a bell ringing. Or I guess in the in like in this scenario, you would be thinking like the guy came back and blew me, and then all you hear is like, <laughs> dude, you know what this reminds me of? You threw me off there. We made the noise, uh, maniac. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like Very the true. recent one with um the, the, with uh, Jonah Hill. Oh yes, sorry, I thought you were talking about the. Is it uh, called? Was horrible. that was called maniac? Uh, or mania. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. great, uh, great uh, series. Uh, the patients were monitored for two weeks so that the researchers could measure the frequency of nightmares per week. And throughout those two weeks, the experimental group was exposed to that same sound during the REM sleep. <laughs> At the end of the time period, they found that in comparison with the control group, <laughs> the patients who had also been treated with TMR had less frequent nightmares, more positive dreams, and a decrease in nightmares after three months. The authors explain this experiment demonstrates the role and importance of REM in consolidating positive memories, even if implicit. 
um, which I think is really fucking neat. Super, I mean, super interesting. Uh, if you are having anything that fucks up your sleep, oh, it's the worst. I mean, if you have bad sleep, that You're is fucked. just a that is just a downward spiral to so oh, many yeah. other shitty things. Dude, my mom, like after a friend, I think I talked about this yeah. on the show, but my mom's friend died. She she didn't sleep for like weeks. Insomnia, straight up. And then and then totally had a psychotic break. Yeah. That's it's like a like a real psychotic yeah. ma- like psychosis break. It was it's crazy. Sleep is so important. Yeah. Um let's move on. Uh Iranian man who didn't wash for half a century oh. dies at ninety-four. Well, there you go. Now there's a lot going on here. I mean, okay. Washing your hands about COVID is clearly fake news. That's right. Uh, have you seen this guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't. So here's a photo he didn't of wash. No, nothing. This is a photo of like him. He right doesn't here. use water. Not only does he not use oh, water, fuck. he also smokes why multiple he, cigarettes at a time. Why do you gotta smoke so many? He's at a time? smoking four cigarettes at once in this photo. So for people that uh, can't see this, uh, this episode isn't up on YouTube this week. Uh, this guy looks like he fell down a mine shaft, slept down there for about a year, washed himself in coal, mm. came out, and then started smoking darts. Yeah. You know, I, I just rewatched the uh, Lord of the Rings <laughs> trilogy, and uh, he kind of looks like Gimli. Is that the extraordinarily large giant? No, it's the dwarf. Okay. Um, so this guy's very dirty. He died at 94. Wait till you hear about his death. So a hermit dubbed by the media as the world's dirtiest man (laughs) has died at the age of 94. Uh, Amu Haji had refused to use soap and water for more than half a century, fearing it would make him sick. The Iranian who lived in the southern province of Fars had avoided previous attempts by villagers to get him clean. But local media says Amu Haji finally succumbed to pressure and washed a few months ago. According to Iran's IRNA news agency, he became ill shortly afterwards and died on Sunday. What? In a previous interview given to the Tehran Times in 2014, he revealed his favorite meal was porcupine and that he lived between a hole in the ground and a brick shack built by concerned neighbors in the village of Dijak. Dude, I know exactly why he died. He died because all of the stuff that has been accumulating on him went into his mouth when he washed himself, and then he died from that. I mean, maybe. He told the outlet at the time his unusual choices were down to emotional setbacks when he was younger, so there was some trauma involved here. Years of not bathing had left him with skin covered in soot and pus, IRNA said. Oh, my God. While his diet had consisted of rotten meat and unsanitary water, drank from an old oil can. Oh, my God. He was also fond of smoking, being pictured on at least one occasion puffing on more than one cigarette at once. Uh, Attempts to bathe him or offer clean water to drink made him sad, the news agency said. However, whether he holds the record for having gone the longest without taking a bath has been a matter of some debate. There was another guy in 2009... Uh, from India, who at that point yeah. had not washed or brushed his teeth for thirty-five years. I think there's, I think that there is a, um, like there's lots of different. Um, in India, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like subsects of, yes. uh, of, of, of like, uh, like Hinduism, uh, isn't it? 
of like, the subsects of Hinduism that like Buddhism that, that pray to like a very specific deity or have these like like very specific subset of beliefs. Like there's a there. I, it's like the guys that like yep. leave their arms up yep. in the air for like twenty years yep. and their arm uh, and their and their fingernails uh, grow atrophies and grow. And, yeah, and yeah. They, and they like so they'll have like they'll they'll look relatively uh, like typical from the head down, but like their one arm will be. Just like completely decayed, yeah, um, because it hasn't had any blood flow, which I yeah. think is, I think, I think, it, I think it can lead to a whole bunch of problems. But anyway, um, where I think that there's something with washing yeah. in some of those that are like, if the washing's a no, like a religious no no. So this guy doesn't wash for decades, dies in '94. I mean, he died in '94. That's a that's a pretty that's crazy. That's old. That's an old age. That's not like crazy that he died. Kind of crazy that he died right after washing for the first time. So, so I'm wondering if like the, if his body became uh, like, like so used to not used to the dirt shit. and the dirt and he, and he was one with the earth, you know, he was one <laughs> with the dirt. And then when they washed the dirt and the earth off of him, his, his body just went, I can't dude. Like you had this, you had this fucking awesome force field. Built like like I don't know. Do you think like maybe you could have lived to 180? Maybe was there was there a thing? Did it say why? Did they was there a conclusion? Like no, they literally just say um, he just died after his first wash. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all they said. That is a. I mean, again, he's 94. He lived a long, dirty life. A long, dirty life. Uh, so you know, I think logic would lead us down the path of he was 94 he was old he he died of being really old and but it really does i mean imagine it really does make me question about after i took that shit the other day if i should if i should just continue to not use soap and just a little just a little spritz no bidet no paper yeah and i mean what do you think he was thinking he 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 probably spent his last few days going i fucking knew it i dude a hundred percent. He was like, fuck. This is, he goes, I fucking, well, I said it for years. Yeah. Now look at me. Poor guy. Yeah. 94 though. I mean, he lived a long life. If he was, I mean, a long life and didn't wash and washing made him sad. So let's hope he was happy. I fucking hope he was until he had that. I wonder what the, like how they washed him. You know, like, like did he, where did he wash? You know, like, I don't mean to be crass because I, and I don't want it to come across this way, but the thought that popped into my head is I'm not, <laughs> I'm not uh, drawing a comparison of this guy to that, to that. Well, I guess I am, but not in the, not in a, not in a negative sense, but you know, those, uh, you know, those videos that circulate on like feel good Instagram accounts yes. and shit yeah, yeah. where like a dog that's been neglected. I can't for watch those videos. So long they gets, make me gets so like sad. a, gets like a grooming and a yeah, bath and yeah. everything. And they like rehabilitate the dog and everything. Yeah. It kind of like, like that's what I would have hoped would have like happened with him. Yeah. Like they gave him a wash and then all of a sudden he was like, I don't know. He like went on to like found, found, um, you know, like a, like a charity that eliminated world hunger. Yeah. 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 He didn't though. No, he, he just passed away. Here's uh this has nothing to do with sick boy, but I just, I love this article. Uh, even nuns watch porn says the Pope. I mean, Pope Francis has warned priests and nuns about the dangers of watching porn, saying it we- it weakens the priestly heart. Uh, the Pope, 86, washes, uh, was <laughs> responding to a question about how digital and social media should be best used at a session at the Vatican. 
Pornography, he said, was a vice that so many people have, even priests and nuns. The I devil mean, enters from there. I mean, dude, the devil's no f- all up in me. Dude, no offense, <laughs> no offense to the Pope, but after the shit that the Catholic Church has been up to, porn is really pretty fucking G-rated. Yeah. I mean, the porn that we watch. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. The porn that I watch and that you watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Maybe like, not the porn that they watch. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not raising eyebrows in surprise yeah. that they're watching porn. Yeah, well, the devil's in porn, apparently. Um, and uh, so, you know, sinners beware. Uh, the pure heart, the one that Jesus receives every day, cannot receive this pornographic information. Dude, I bet you Jesus would love porn. Who doesn't love porn? I mean, there's some people. There's some people that don't like porn. But I think that people that don't like porn, uh, uh, no, there's definitely some people that don't like porn. Yeah, I take it back. Oh, there's lots of people that don't like porn. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think they are, is he really like porn? They like their lane. Yeah. I bet they like their lane. They've got a lane, a specific lane. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, nuns watch porn. I love that. That's, it's kind of hot. Um, Dude, you don't see many nuns, do you? Not a lot of nuns around. You don't see them walking around. Do you watch those movies about nuns back in like back in the day, and they're super horny? Like <laughs> no, super horny nuns. There's a couple of movies like. That. Is there? Yeah, I I saw a nun. I saw a nun uh, walking on the road in I think it was either Slovenia or Croatia while we were away, and I was like, and and it really jumped out at me because I went, whoa, a wizard. I was, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> What is this sorcery? I was like, holy shit, that's a nun. I mm-hmm. haven't seen a nun walking around in a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's, uh, let's end on this one. Uh, this is also really cool. You flagged this for me. Scientists grow human brain cells in rats to study diseases. <laughs> Scientists have transplanted human brain cells into the brains of baby rats where the cells grew and formed connections. Uh, it's part of an effort to better study human brain development and diseases affecting this most complex of organs, which makes us who we are, but has long been shrouded in mystery. Quote, many disorders such as autism and schizophrenia are likely uniquely human, but the, the human brain certainly has not been very accessible, says Dr. Sergei Peska, uh, senior author of the study describing the work published Wednesday in the na- journal Nature. Approaches that don't involve taking tissue out of the human brain are promising avenues in trying to tackle these conditions. The research builds upon the team's previous work, creating brain organoids, tiny structures resembling human organs that have also been made to represent others, such as livers, kidneys, prostates, or key parts of them. To make the brain organoids, Stanford University scientists transformed uh, human skin cells into stem cells, then coax them to become several types of brain cells. Those cells were then manipulated to form organoids resembling the cerebral cortex, the human brain's outmost uh, layer, which plays a key role in things like memory, thinking, learning, reasoning, and emotions. Scientists then transplanted those organoids into rat pups, two to three days old, a stage when brain connections are still forming. The organoids grew so that they eventually occupied a third of the hemisphere of the rat's brain where they were implement, er, implanted. 
Neurons from the organoids formed working connections with circuits in the brain. Human neurons have been transplanted in rodents before, but generally in adult animals, usually mice. Uh, Pasca, a psychiatry professor at Stanford School of Medicine, said that this is the first time these organoids have been placed into early rat brains, creating, quote, the most advanced human brain circuitry ever built from human skin cells and a demonstration that implanted human neurons can influence an animal's behavior. Here's the crazy part. They put these. Yeah, Here's the crazy part. They put these or- organoids in these baby rats, like the rat pups, so cute. Left them in their like little cages. Came back in a couple of weeks later, and these rats were drinking tea from little teacups. <laughs> one one of them was reading a little miniature rat newspaper, which they published. They published themselves. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. One 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 had turned their uh, their wheel into a uh, a, a power generator. <laughs> It's fucking crazy, dude. Dude, they were is. gossiping. <laughs> yeah, I mean that might that part might be true. I mean, like it's totally fucking nuts. Science is insane, and also that is clearly the beginning of a B horror film, right? Totally. Uh, to examine a practical use of this approach, scientists transplanted organoids into both sides of the rat's brain. One generated from a healthy person's cell, and another from a cell of a person with Timothy syndrome, a rare genetic condition associated with heart problems and autism. Five to six months later, they saw effects in, of the disease related to the activity of the neurons. There were differences in the two sides, electrical activity, and the neurons from the person with Timothy syndrome were much smaller and didn't sprout as many extensions that pick up input from nearby neurons. What a, <clears throat> what a torturous life those little rats had. Oh, my God. You know, to have like half your brain with like Honestly, Timothy syndrome and then half your brain without. Like what, what? It's probably pretty tame con- compared to some of the shit that they yeah I suppose that they do to rats to test things. I mean, fuck, isn't it so fucking nuts that? And 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 again, I I think that this is. I think it's I, I unfortunately it's necessary. Uh, you know, like the shit that you fucking put into your body every day to keep your CF pretty much dormant, is. Like no doubt was something that was tested a thousand times on no. a ton, on tons no. on tons of rats. It wasn't, and so like you know we owe your good health to that and a, a trillion other things in the world. But isn't it crazy that like everything that we pretty much everything that we can be thankful for in terms of modern medicine just like came at the at the at cost, the cost of, of these of, like innocent little animals, millions of 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 rats that yeah. have just been completely tortured. Which it's, is why, it's, like, it's which really is sad. why when, like, you know, when people talk about, like, first contact and, and they're like, no, it, we'll, like, like it, first contact be, with, with, like, try, with, like, try, like, uh, no, no, with aliens. Oh. They're, and they think, like, oh, we'll just, like, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll communicate with them and we'll, we'll, it'll be, like, there, it'll be peaceful. No. Because if they, ha- no, if, dude. if they are smart enough to get here, then they're too smart for us. Oh yeah, and they're and they're all like they're already here, here and probing us like we are the rats, dude. Have you not heard the stories of people getting abducted? It's not fun. Everybody gets they're something up their so ass much and they shit get shoved up their assholes, dude. Totally. And then they wake up and they don't really know what the fuck happened, and they're yeah. breaking out in rashes. And <laughs> wait, what? This is the first time I'm here to the rashes. Oh yeah, rash. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Ra- a big. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a big part of the abduction. Oh narrative? yeah, oh yeah. They're like burned. They they have radioactive burns all over their body. Okay, radioactive burns. Okay, I mean that's you a don't rash. mean like that's gonor- a rash. You don't mean like gonorrhea. 
No, 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 no. Like they, they look like they just stepped into the Hadron Collider and got blasted with a fucking photon. Do you think that'd be a cool way to go? Hadron Collider? Um, So many particles that it, that it, that it rips you into pieces. Well, do you remember we, we talked, we talked about a guy who, no, I know he got his head in, in, but that was in the way of one, one particle. I'm talking like get hit by, get hit by. Like thousands of them, and like get them to. Well, they don't do the, that. They don't do the thousands. Apart. It's always one. They no, always, know, they, they always slam one around. Know, but get them to just for that one time, put ten thousand in. I mean, you'd be just covered in holes. Yeah, and dead. Dude, there's so many good movie ideas coming out of this episode right now. <laughs> You're right. We should send this episode to Jason Eisner and be like, "Here's some inspiration for your next uh, fun film." He'd make a really good rap. Be rat movie. Um, well, folks, this has been fun. It's good to be back with all y'all. Uh, we got some good episodes in the can ready to come your way over the next few weeks. We can't wait for you to listen to them. And uh, if you want to support this podcast, first of all, join our Discord. Come on over. We're having chats. Oh, fuck. Wait. Ottawa. We're coming to you. We're doing a live show in Ottawa, That's November right. 16th at the Observatory at Algonquin College. And uh, we can't wait to be there. We love, we love going out to Ottawa. We, this is like, fuck, I don't know, maybe our fifth time doing it out there. Awesome crowd, awesome university or college, I guess. Um, and uh, tickets are on sale now. It's open to the public. So uh, you can find tickets in our Instagram bio. Um, if you're in the Ottawa area or if you're, fuck, if you're in Toronto, take a little, take a little haul over to Ottawa and come hang out with us. Um, so go get your tickets, uh, and we can't wait to see you in a few weeks. Um, and again, if you want to support the podcast, leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts, or you can just leave a, uh, a rating on the Spotify mobile app. That would be great too. And, uh, well, what's my part again? Uh, fuck man, if you have something to say, anything, say it. Yeah. Say it. Tell say it. Like, fucking say it. Fucking say it to letters. That's if you want to guess what it was that Taylor did in his dream, Dude. info at sigboypodcast.com. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just email <laughs> us or DM us or all that good well, stuff. Well, definitely, you know? definitely no paper trail. Uh, call us and tell us over the phone. <laughs> we don't want. <laughs> we can't have that in writing. No, we cannot, especially not in a screenshotable <laughs> thing. Um and uh and uh, well brian's off looking at ice um so until he gets back uh thank you to everybody who makes this show uh possible which is mm-hmm. all of us and our our dear friend jeff Lonis, uh donovan morgan and uh rich o'coin who's uh does the theme music for this episode um we love you that is it for this week i'm brian <laughs> and that's taylor and i'm jeremy <laughs> and this is sick boy For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.